listening to the Writerly Bites podcast, where you'll get bite-sized tips for making your writing and your writing life better. I'm Blair Hurley, and I'm a novelist and creative writing instructor. You can find more about me in my latest novel, Minor Profits, at BlairHurley.com and on Twitter at bhurley. You can follow news about the podcast on Twitter at Writerly Bites. This week's writing tip is watch out for first person. This is part of a series of tips I'll be giving all about the choices you have around point of view and perspective. So last week I talked about some of the virtues and interesting aspects and characteristics of first person that you can use to your advantage. But today I wanted to talk about some of the downsides and pitfalls of first person because it's a tricky narrative strategy to use for a lot of reasons. And I often find that the most love it or hate it, the strongest feelings around narration and a particular story or novel are often around first person stories. So the first problem that I find often comes up in first person stories is what I'm gonna call the claustrophobia problem. Sometimes readers can feel very trapped inside the narrator's mind. The fact that we're stuck inside this mind for the whole story and everything we get, all the information, every scene setting, every description of emotion, it's all coming through this person's mind. It can start to feel very confining. And sometimes readers feel like we need our space in this relationship. We're feeling sort of claustrophobic. We're feeling confined and we feel trapped in that person's mind. It can be very irritating on some level. And that's the next downside to watch out for. Uh, I only ever hear students and fellow readers talk about a feeling of irritation with a narrator really overwhelmingly when it comes to first-person narrated stories. So if I hear the complaint from a student perhaps or for a, from another writer that a book just sounded really whiny or the character sounded whiny, it's almost always because it's a first-person narrator. And that doesn't mean that all first-person narrators have to be whiny, but when it happens, it's first-person. We start to feel a kind of fatigue with getting full-on access to this person's every thought and feeling. And the risk, when not handled correctly, is that a first-person narration can start to feel like someone just kind of yapping in our ear like a small dog, just talking about my problems, my problems, my problems, and it can feel sort of endless and irritating. So how do we tackle this problem? I often find the best way to tackle the problem of claustrophobia and whininess is to remember to turn the camera's eye outward whenever possible. Just because the story is told in the first person doesn't mean that we constantly have to be looking inward and inward only to your character's feelings and what they feel about that and what they're remembering about that and what anxiety they have about that. In fact, first person narrators can be skillful observers of the world outside, just like third-person narrators. So remember that your character can be an observer as well. Have them look outside themselves and witness another scene, or a scene from nature, or characters interacting in an interesting way, or having a problem that isn't necessarily with the narrator at the center of it. Allow them to observe and to see life going on. They can be observers just like third-person writers can be.
The lack of objectivity is another big problem or downside that the first-person narrator has to deal with. Sometimes we need a sense of objective truth to feel that we understand the world, but it's difficult to find ways to be objective in a first-person story. We need some external clues to achieve this with first-person. So, for example, documents, evidence, hard facts that can't be moved or adjusted easily, other people's dialogue, which we tend to trust for some reason as readers. Those sorts of external markers can help us feel that we have something to grab hold of, even if everything else feels highly subjective. Now, just one more downside or pitfall of writing in the first person. We can't always write the formal description or insights that we might want to as writers. So remember that the character, if they would not have some sort of flight of fancy or some formal insight or some great way of describing a sunset, then it won't feel natural for the story to have that. We read for insight into character, but we are limited by the level of insight that the character would believably have. Similarly, we want to write beautiful description, but we can't if the character wouldn't observe things in that way. First person is ultimately the most intimate point of view, but it's also the most limited point of view. And it will really sing as a perspective choice if you embrace those limitations and find ways into insight and into beauty in a believable way that matches your character's insight level. So thanks for listening. The Writerly Bites podcast will be back with micro tips to make your writing better. It's produced by me, Blair Hurley. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit the website at writerlybites.com. Email me at writerlybitespodcast at gmail.com with your favorite tips or questions about the writing life, which I'd love to tackle in future episodes. Thank you.